Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Third Rate Nerds with a Fourth Rate Podcast. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, like once again, as always, it is I, Minisoma. As always, it is Free Shavakadu. Hello. I can't believe it, man. We're finally here. We're doing a podcast. It's about damn time. Guys, what the fuck are you doing? Uh oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Hot's a Podcast. Uh, as you guys may have heard from the intro, I got two guests with me today uh, for our third-rate nerd takeover. I'd like to introduce back Adam. Hey, what's up? And Clancy. I have returned once again to claim my rightful place on the throne. <laughs> he will become the new podcast host. This is it. It's Clancy. It's Clancy's podcast now. I mean, you heard it here first, folks. Really, he won't because Malik is not gone. He is still here with us in spirit. <laughs> until I exercise that May spirit. May he rest in peace. <laughs> until, until the exorcism. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think this is the first time we've had all three uh, of the, I mean, I don't want to say OG, but like we have the, the three longest tenured third rate nerds yes. together on one podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite an experience, and like I told you guys beforehand, you guys get the full Hots of Podcast experience. Um, starting off, I I have a story to tell you guys uh, that I was talking about beforehand. Uh, <clears throat> so earlier we were supposed to record everybody. We were supposed to record earlier in the day. It's Saturday, and uh, <coughs> I get home from work, and I'm like, let me go take a shit real quick, and then we'll get started. Um, so I go into the bathroom, you know, I'm taking my shit. It, it was it was fucking awesome. And then I, I had a I had an itch in my nose. And I'm like, all right, let me scratch my nose real quick. I go and I scratch my nose. I start full on fucking having a nosebleed while on the toilet. What did you do to yourself? I'm like, what ha- what is happening here? <laughs> I'm like I'm like, did I really push that hard? I was like, I don't think I did. Just imagine just Tyler just be like, oh, my nose is itchy. Full finger just straight up the nostril, <laughs> like down to the knuckle. and just It was literally <laughs> just like one of those little thumb scrapes that you just hit the side of your nose with and just yeah. blood just started pouring out. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Sounds like your nostrils are really dry, my guy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I should probably get that fixed. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so, that, that's. Uh, but at least you, at least you know, if you're gonna bleed everywhere in the bathroom, is probably the best place to do it. Yeah, I can think of worse 100%. places to start, like just hemorrhaging blood than the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than uh, other than my fucking epidemic in the bathroom, uh, how's everybody doing today? Not too bad. We ourselves just got done recording something for the stream. Uh, we had we had a, a nice little talk about Yu-Gi-Oh. Just to honor uh, Kazuki Takahashi, um, we're not going to go too in depth here because we we literally just talked about that for like two hours. Yeah, you want to experience that? Go to the vods on Third Rate Nerds and you can watch that there. <laughs> what a plug! Twitch.tv/slash/ThirdRateNerds. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we usually save it for the end, podcast, but this is our podcast episode. The stream. <laughs> <laughs> is that not what this episode was about? <laughs> 
<laughs> just like we'll be sitting there talking about something and be like, yeah, you know, personally, I think Doctor Strange is a is a very good sorcerer. Twitch.tv slash third grade nerds. <laughs> it's like I agree. I believe that Doctor Strange is a really good superhero, and I think he might even be a better person. Like he seems like the kind of person who would buy a T-shirt off of uh, like I don't know if I had to guess, just like third rate nerds dot live slash merch. <laughs> Oh, the plugging doesn't stop. Ah, I've sold out. I can't believe it. Malik's been gone for a couple of weeks, and I've sold out already. I mean, it was a matter. It was only a matter of time, really. <laughs> like this is why I can't be trusted with the podcast. All right, this is just this is. I I don't I don't make executive decisions here. <laughs> oh, man, you don't make executive decisions. I thought. How are you not the executive decisions guy? Wasn't starting the podcast your idea? Oh, yeah. 100% my idea. <laughs> if anybody has complete control of this podcast, it's me. <laughs> Malik's just a fucking co-host at this point. I have complete control of this podcast. I make no executive decisions for <laughs> These Look, decisions are above me. The podcast is Who's out of my you? hands, you know? <laughs> we, we give that off to somebody else. It's like, fucking, I don't know, Jim. <laughs> something Jim it, just goes, it goes to Jim in accounting I don't know why the accountant is also completely in charge of this podcast but like <laughs> you know he says what goes so I've never once claimed to be a man who makes wise decisions at all <laughs> <laughs> that's true in all the years that I've known you I've never known you to make a wise choice but yeah so uh I as I was talking to you guys about before the podcast started I figured I'll talk about this on the podcast uh semi-recently I Stumbled upon the TikTok of Nick Jones, and for those of you at home that don't know who Nick Jones is, he is um, the original. He is the voice actor. I shouldn't say the original because there is no other, but uh, he is the voice actor for Chowder, uh, the Cartoon Network series. And I came to find out that he likes Transformers and he collects them. He's also selling them. So he was moving, and he said that he. What he found a bunch of old scripts and storyboards so he was like oh i'll give these out to anybody that buys from the ebay page and you know he just so happened to have the robots in disguise sound wave that i was looking for so i bought it from him and i messaged him like we had a little chat in the ebay chats and uh he wrote me a little personalized message so fast track to today i put out a tiktok video you know thanking him for the awesome experience and stuff like that uh turns out it's his fucking birthday and I completely made his day, and I also got a follow back from him. He's also a huge fan of Beast Wars, Adam. Good. He said he that said is that correct. Beast Wars is his favorite series. Yeah. So as it turns out, the guy who voiced Chowder is also smart. He is a man of culture. <laughs> a man of culture and taste. The same guy who once actively just started shrieking three hundred dollops also knows good Transformers. <laughs> $300, that's outrageous. <laughs> $300, that's outrageous. I feel like that's a show that, like, our specific generation remembers very fondly, but nobody else does. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you, you had to be there to know about it, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> You had to be there. You had to be there. <laughs> you had to experience it, man. You can't just go on HBO Max and watch it now. It's not the same. I mean, you could. Yeah, you can, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> that option is 100% there. I just yeah, like... You can consume this media at any time, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same, man. It's not going to have the same kick. 
That just uh, that makes me think about my uh, my Avatar: The Last Airbender situation. <laughs> Your <laughs> relationship with Avatar: The Last you, Airbender is—you only watched the first and last episode, <laughs> and you oh, watched, like that was the best part. Was the like, last episode and a couple episodes in between. <laughs> the the part the way that it was described to me, it was just like you watched the first episode like around the time it aired. It was the day it aired. <laughs> it was the day it aired, and then like super long afterwards you just were like oh whatever i guess i'll throw on avatar and it was the final episode <laughs> of the series you're like how come he's hanging out with them now <laughs> what, what is this what is this fucking air globe with rocks spinning around it and fire it's like, whoa Aang can do a lot of things for episode two <laughs> <laughs> i thought he could only bend the air <laughs> damn Who's this firebender girl? <laughs> I can't stop thinking about um. Th there's this one line that uh, I, I was at work earlier today, and one of my uh, one of my employees said something about like he said it to another employee. He was like, uh, he was like, have you ever even like we were talking about? So I everybody I got a new job, and I'm gonna be leaving my job, my current job soon. Woo. Um, so I told my team that I would take them out to a dinner and. To mess with one of the employees that we knew would get angry, uh, me and my other employee decided that we were going to start talking. Like, we all agreed to go to Texas Roadhouse, and so we just randomly decided, you know what? Fuck the plans for Texas Roadhouse. Let's go get sushi, because he we know that he doesn't like sushi. So... <laughs> In order just to piss him off, we just kept we keep bringing up, let's go get sushi on Tuesday instead. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he asked the one employee that kept getting angry, he was like... Uh, have you even tried sushi? Have you even tried sushi? And I'm just like, have you ever, have you ever even been to Scranton, Jan? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one line I can't stop thinking about from the office currently. <laughs> you ever been to Scranton, Jan? It's the Electric City. <laughs> Scranton, what the Electric City? <laughs> <laughs> they call it that because of the Electricity. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who if you don't know who sings that song you don't love rap exactly seriously can you call yourself a rap fan if you don't know scranton the electric city <laughs> the scranton boys scranton boys i uh i have a i have a regular who specifically buys pops from the office at my store and he he the one the one pop that he doesn't have is the two pack of the scranton boys so michael and dwight and I remember, like, two years ago, I told him they were at FYE and that he can go pick them up there, but he never listened to me and never went to go check. So I was like, dude, it's literally at the FYE at Nishamity. And to this day, he goes, I still haven't gotten those Scranton boys. And I'm like, you should have went when I told you. <laughs> I gave you the inside info. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> you ever just imagine just Tyler just for some reason just, like, dressed as Gandalf and be like, you have to go to the FYE into the mountains of Nishamity and pick up the two-pack. Of the Scranton boys, and he's like, you "Fly, you fool! You must travel Fly. to the lands of Feasterville Trevos <laughs> <laughs> at the Nishamini Mall." <laughs> I feel like Tyler would make a good wizard. I I should make a wizard for D and D. Honestly, I'm shocked you haven't yet. I want, I'm going to call my win, my wizard. What's a good name? I'll just call him. Just I'll call him Bumbles Grumbles. <laughs> Bumbles Grumbles. Bumbles Grumbles the he's, wizard. He's literally like 70 years old. <laughs> it's funny too because Bumbles like. Grumbles. 
you you told me about like a character concept that you had for uh, every second Sunday we play D and D at our local comic book store, and the when the current game wraps up, I've said that I will take over DMing duties so that our current DM can actually play, and I'm gonna run through uh, Curse of Strahd. Um, yes. And Tyler told me the concept that he had for his character, and I, I really liked it, but it reminded me of one that uh, Clancy actually brought up to me a while back, mm-hmm. of playing a a Warforged druid, so I'm essentially just playing as a Beast Wars character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because when you, when you wild shape, you turn into, like, robot versions of animals. <laughs> well, the idea yeah, for just... my character stemmed because I happened to be on Reddit one day a couple years ago, and I found... Somebody made a picture of a D&D style Optimus Prime. And I'm like, that is fucking awesome. I should make that a Warforged. Um and then I was like, but I would need a I would need a truck mode to transform into. And then I happened to find the picture of the truck. So I was just like, yo, this is perfect. And uh so basically I talked it over with Adam last Sunday when we did D&D and I was like, yo, would you be alright with me playing like a Warforged like basically Optimus Prime, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't really see an issue with that." I was like, "I think you had asked me if he would transform," and I said, "Yeah, but it won't give him like any stat boost or anything like that. It'll just be a thing that he can do. It's not going to like empower him or anything like that." Yeah, because I figure if it's just something that you can do as like a flavor thing, like my, when I DM, I I have never been the guy to be like, "I want to, I don't want you to do this essentially in, inconsequential thing." Because, like, the most you being able to turn into, like, a truck, per se, would do would, like, save you money on, like, trying to find, like, a wagon. Which I'm okay with that as, like... Because it's, it's not going to help you in combat. It's not yeah, going to, like, no, not at all. break the world. So, like, yeah, well, I'll let you do that. Like, I don't let give a shit. Let me turn like, into a cart, <laughs> DM. Let, what are you so afraid of? <laughs> what are you so afraid of? Look, it's too powerful an ability. I told you that. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Like, turn into a truck. Who gives a shit? It's D and D. Do whatever you want. Just don't actively try and ruin the world. Um, which I say with you know specific people in mind, but don't worry about it. That's Tyler. That's actually going to be really, really good for you, Tyler, because um, if you're if specifically if you're running through Curse of Strahd. Um, and you're playing as a Warforged, that's actually really, that's a huge benefit to you because a lot of shit doesn't affect you because you're not a living thing. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I mean, Curse of Strahd's all like, you know, classic monster bullshit. So Yeah, like, it's all like, it's pretty gothic horror. It's like vampires and werewolves yeah, and things so of like that vampire, nature. And, oh, vampires cool. and werewolves are going to have a hard time, you know, doing a lot of their, you know, trademark gimmicky stuff against a fucking robot. <laughs> so... Except for when I turn it into, you're now a wire wolf. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Robot werewolves. I'm, I'd do it. I wish you could have uh, been with us last Sunday for our session because Jordan actually had character development. What? Yeah. So wh- let me explain the situation to you. So <clears throat> we went to uh, a wreckage called the Wreckage of the Space Goddess, I believe it's called. Right, Adam? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so we went there because Jordan wanted to go there to check out. He wanted he wanted to go on a pirate adventure, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And um, we get there and we find the we find the wreckage and there's a bunch of people that need help. And then 
uh, like zombie gorillas come out to attack us, Ooh. which was really funny because the banana suggested to go there. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, irony. <laughs> yeah, right? So <clears throat> we fight these space gorillas, and at one point during the battle, our monk... Um, he killed one of the he killed one of the gorillas and he by doing so but he basically mortal combated this gorilla by ripping the head off along with Oh yeah you did and he threw it like at me at Jordan and yeah. I rolled to catch it and I rolled so high that Jordan didn't even look he just lifted up his hand and fucking caught the thing <laughs> <laughs> and um so Jordan decided that he was going to keep this head and spine and call it Terry um do you know about the situation with the voice inside of Adam's character Scab's head? Yeah, yeah. He found like a cursed horn item that basically yeah, came, like, it was a weird demon it was a horn head. of blasting, and at, when Scab's blew into it the first time, uh, he was hearing a voice saying like "use the horn," so and that was the only thing he could think to do, so he did it, uh, and that created a demonic presence in his mind that was like, it was telling him. When he was being mistreated, but it was also basically trying to get him to, like, actively fuck over his friends yeah. and basically everybody else around him. Yeah, so basically, um, after the battle was done, you know, Jordan kept on, kept holding on to Terry um, because he loved Terry. And, uh, what you call it? I was going to make him, like, Jordan's imaginary friend, pretty much, because I guess he saw Leo, or he saw what was happening with Leo inside of Scab's head, so he wanted a friend to talk to as well. Um, so, <clears throat> Leo comes up with this idea and tells Scabs that he should take the, take the, <coughs> take Terry and just smack Jordan over the head with it. Um, this was during a puppet show, it needs to be said. Yeah, it was during a puppet <laughs> show that Jordan was putting on. Um, so, you know, Scabs is sitting there like, man, I don't think that's a really good idea. I Like, you know, I don't think it'll bother him, but I just don't think that's a really good idea. So when we went to go set up camp for the night, you know, we all went to sleep and Leo took over Scabs's body and did it anyway and completely destroyed Terry. Um, so the monk who doesn't sleep anyway saw all this go down and they were talking about things. And then our paladin woke up. And he decided to wake up Jordan to tell him what happened. And Jordan got really fucking upset. Like, he was he was barely even saying anything. He walked out of the little uh, the little area that Scabs had set up. And um, he went to go just pet his pet raptor. And, um, you know, from there, like, Scabs came out to talk to him. And he's just like, are you all right, man? And he's just like, he's like, you're not upset with me, are you? And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm not upset with you. I just it losing this losing terry just made me think about losing my family and that's where everybody was like oh no because <laughs> that was the thing right it's like it's jordan has always been just like this kind of like airhead and then all of a sudden in the middle of the night one night he's just like yeah i don't know i'm just thinking about my dead wife like <laughs> <laughs> it was very random but i thought like how can i get this to be how can i get jordan have a little bit of a character moment here um I, I awesome. basically linked it as like Jordan just doesn't know how to handle loss. So I, you know, he basically spent the night outside of the little hut area that Scabs had set up. And basically the next morning they decide like the whole group decided that Scabs was going to blow the horn and hopefully it'll explode. Um, apparently there was a 20 percent chance that this thing would explode. Yeah. So and the thing the thing about that is like I knew 
because Malik gave me the rundown of the the item as soon as it was given to me was that anytime I blew into the horn there was a 20% chance that it was going to explode. Scabs didn't know that. The only thing in his brain was maybe if I blow the horn hard enough I can blow Leo out of my brain. <laughs> because Scabs is dumb <laughs> and he's willing to try anything. Logic. It was sound logic for a goblin. Yeah. And he was just like, the last time I blew into this, it deafened everybody, so I'm just going to blow it in this general direction. Because um, it affects everything in like a 30-foot cone, so as long as I wasn't facing the party, it wasn't going to hurt them. Um, but as we mentioned, I had a 20% chance to blow up this horn, so I rolled a D100 to, to figure it out, and I rolled a 2. And that was deemed enough, because it was like, I think it was anything 21 or above, it wouldn't have worked, but 20 yeah. and below, the horn was going to explode. Um, fortunately, I rolled well enough on my damage that it didn't kill me. I Scabs definitely didn't feel good afterwards. Oh, yeah. But, um, because he took 10 D6 fire damage and scorched the entire right side of his body. Yeah, it was bad you got so, so <clears throat> yeah scabs point. is now a two-faced goblin <laughs> um Quispy. and we also i think because of the subclass that i'm gonna be leaning into because he's been multi-classing into rogue um there was a subclass that i really liked and i was leaning into it with the impetus of like leo was still running around in scabs's brain because i also didn't expect that the horn was just gonna blow up on the first attempt but you know that's how the dice rolled so we're kind of playing it off potentially as like he got rid of like the actual presence of Leo, but Leo still left something behind. Oh shit! I actually um, didn't even know that. So it'll be interesting to see how that to see how that goes. But yeah, Scabs is no longer having his body puppeteered by a demonic presence when he sleeps, and that was the one. I feel like Scabs probably wouldn't have rushed so hard to get rid of it. If it wasn't Jordan that he fucked with on the first night. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, had it been, like, Thalor, he probably would have just been like, oh, I don't know, Leo's just a prankster like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it was you. And he's like, nah, dude, like, Jordan has never done a thing wrong to me. I'm not gonna... This, if this is how he's gonna be behaving, like, I can't have Leo around anymore. <laughs> so, <clears throat> basically what happened was, that morning when he blew the horn, that's Jordan was still sleeping, so he heard the horn, and that's when he woke up. Um, so he caught that bit where the where the horn just exploded. So he just sees scabs go flying backwards, and like gets scorched pretty badly. So when everybody finds out that scabs is like pretty much okay, like the voice is gone. I mean, he's not okay, okay, but like, so Jordan goes up to scabs and he goes, "Are you all right?" Like, aside from the burns, are you okay? And then Scabs is like, yeah, I think the voice is gone. And Jordan just go. Jordan has this big moment where he just goes, he goes like, good. Because it's one thing about, it's one thing about losing something that you've had for only a day. I don't want to lose what I've had for the long run. And I don't want to lose what I'm, what I'm really close to. And then that's when Scabs was just like, I fucking love you, buddy. Scabs <laughs> was like, you're my best friend, man. <laughs> this was a story about how a goblin and a banana became best friends. <laughs> I am Morgan Freeman. I am Morgan Freeman. Of course. A month went be by Morgan before Freeman. Scabs had said more than two words to somebody. As it turned out, that somebody was Jordan. Vagina boob. 
<laughs> yeah, I I love this game. Like it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um yeah, just has. like diving into the Scabs character. And like he just went through his big like character arc in the previous episode. Um where like it was really starting to like boil over like that people were not necessarily the most respectful of scabs and like yeah, it, it was getting pointed out like if they really respected you where are your magic beans right now because i didn't <laughs> know that i had had my pocket picked or scabs didn't know anyway um and he was kind of like especially with thalor getting ready to uh catapult the goblin village i'm like these are okay. fucking my people and you're just gonna like throw them out. Like I, I get it. That was a bad situation, but like that's why we left. We didn't need to do anything else to them. They wanted to make Scabs king. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of an adventure. <laughs> yeah, we. That's, been, that's always it, it, the. That's always what happens with, uh, with D and D. A lot of times is there's actually a like a funny little comic shitpost meme um, about like uh, session one uh, of new D and D campaign. It's like my name is like. Slappy McSlapface, and I'm a clown, <laughs> and it's like I'm a, I'm a furbolg like uh, arcane trickster like clown archetype, and it's like I use like impromptu weaponry, and I like throw pies and bowling pins and stuff at enemies, <laughs> and it's like I'm here for to be the comic relief, and then it's like it's like session fifty two of the campaign, and he's like Slappy is now like he's kind of like beaten down, he's got an eye patch, and he's like holding up a gate for the rest of his party to go through, and it's like this one girl's like slappy no you can't do it's like you need to go i've got this it's like you need to survive and he's like he's like not without you it's like go please and then they, they pitch they kiss passionately while he holds the gate with, with his last ounce of strength while the thing crumbles around him and tell it's like my yeah, story tell my story <laughs> that's basically what it is right like that's how D D always works is don't ever make a joke character because you will fall in love with them like yeah, that was yeah. what happened with Roderick. That's what happened with Scabs. Yep. yep. I I've fallen too deeply in love with Jordan to to like have anything happen to him. But like, I felt like with this session because of like our paladin actually like kind of exploring how Jordan functions with like eating and other things. Like I feel like I felt like it was time for Jordan to have a little bit of character character development instead of just being that happy go lucky banana with like not a care in the world, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing because like with Orpheus, um, the Paladin, um, he didn't seem like he'd be the kind of person to really get along with anybody, um, because he's very much a he was written to be just like the religious zealot, so it's like he has his faith and that is the faith and that's it. Like you have, there's nothing else. He will not accept anything else. And he's very dogmatic in that belief. So it seemed like if he comes up to a guy who looks like, who, like a scabs, basically, who is just this shitty little goblin who's been living in the woods and has basically eaten everyone that we have killed. <laughs> you'd think they wouldn't really get on, but for whatever reason, Orpheus just like pack bonded with scabs really hard. <laughs> um, and it's been really funny because the uh, the guy who plays him uh, is the one who owns the comic book store that we've been we play at once a month or yeah once a month. And he's like 
He has said on more than one occasion that if Scabs dies, Orpheus will become an Oathbreaker because no god can exist in a world where Scabs is allowed to see harm. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I didn't think that this was going to happen. I was just like, I just want to play as this dumb little goblin. It's crazy. I, I think it's crazy how Jordan has taken off. It was just such a... Such a fucking joke idea. <laughs> just like, yeah, I don't think there's a, a single banana. <laughs> like, I don't think there's a single party that Jordan has been involved in that hasn't immediately loved him. Like, everybody is just like, no, this is our banana now. And if you have a problem with him, you have a problem with us. And we have more weapons than you do. The only person <laughs> that had a problem with it was our one friend who actually did manage to put Jordan into the into the death saving throw. <laughs> That was not necessarily all on her. Yeah, true. Um, that had a lot to do with Glorb, <laughs> who did not have to work that hard to get her on board, admittedly. <laughs> uh, I missed that game. Temple of Glorb was fun. That was the first game I ever ran. Fucking Glorb. I just get every Fucking time I Glorb. think of Temple of Glorb, I just think of those trees going, fuck you, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> the, yeah, that was, um, it was funny too, because that was my first big mistake as a DM. Um, to sneak around and he's like, hey, fuck you, I see you. <laughs> I, th I can see you back there. I see you. I, I see you sneaking over there. Why are you sneaking around? Fuck you. <laughs> um, but it was really funny because, like, th those trees, or that tree caused my first real mistake as a DM where you guys were level one, you had just gotten to this island, and I rolled for an encounter because, like, I wanted you guys to have an encounter when you got there, and I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so I rolled for it and I rolled the trees. So I was like, all right, well, this is happening now. <laughs> I had an idea for what I wanted to do with the trees. And I think, uh, Clancy, your character had actually like pulled out an ax from his hand. and was like, I'm going to chop the tree down. So I'm like, well, he's doing his slam attack. And I rolled for the damage instead of just using the average. And it was like, yeah, you're unconscious fully. <laughs> So I put a guy in death saves on my first attack, and I was like, I don't think this is how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> I mean, and no, that was that was my fault. Like, I, I made a choice, <laughs> and I suffered the consequences for it. And then, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, of course, because this was before Jordan was a part of the group. Um, but I don't remember who it was that started just talking to the tree. But no, one of you Jordan was just was like, for that. no, Jordan wasn't there yet. You were playing as your dragonborn. Was I? Yeah, Jordan didn't show up yet. Because oh, uh, remember, Jordan didn't show up until you guys had already oh, gotten yeah. into the into the temple. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was um, weird because I was just like, I'm not having fun with this character. Can I make a new one? You were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, how about a living banana? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, cause literally, I didn't I like I like I I didn't want you to be stuck in a character that you weren't enjoying. And I'm the DM. I make the rules here. I can bullshit in a way that a new character shows up. It's not that hard. Like, it doesn't always have to be coherent. And the way that we worked it in was the character that you were playing as was a dragonborn pirate. And he just didn't really fit with how goofy this session had become. Yeah, no. Um, so we were like, whatever, we'll figure it out. So you stepped forward and you stepped on like a tile. And it opened a portal underneath you, and I made a solemn vow to you as soon as you told me that you were playing as a pirate that I was taking one of your arms, and I was taking <laughs> one of your legs, and I was going to take one of your eyes. I told you this immediately. Yes. Um, so when you fell through the portal, it closed before you were all the way through, and it cut your arm off. <laughs> <laughs> or it cut your hand off, I should say. 
Um, and that was just it. You were just gone for uh, about 45 seconds as everybody was like, what the fuck just happened? And then another portal opened up above you and this fucking five foot tall banana dropped through it. <laughs> and we just never addressed where he came from. He was just a part of the group now. Because yeah, I don't think there was any better way to introduce Jordan. We didn't need an explanation. You just got to roll with it. Yeah, true. Yeah. The only person that like delved into where Jordan came from was Orpheus. <clears throat> really? Yeah, Orpheus was the only one to really be like, so like, what's your deal, man? Um, what do you do? But that was one, it was funny because at that same time we were all, that we introduced Jordan, we were also getting rid of another member of the party. Um, so your guy literally killed another party member and then immediately got portaled out of the game and replaced with a banana <laughs> but oh, yeah. i remember th i remember that session for a lot of reasons because i remember it took us way too long to actually get the adventure started because every member of the party had conflicting agendas that this character like that they needed to help wasn't going to be able to provide um you got to the island and almost immediately got killed by a tree tyler's character shot another player in the face and then immediately got portaled out and replaced with a banana yep um, a plot relevant room got set on fire and I had to really figure out how I was going to bullshit my way out of you guys not being able to progress anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I remember in one of the early, uh, D &D games I ran for you guys, um, back on Kraken's Cove. Yeah. I, God, I, I miss in, Kraken's Cove. Me it too. Such, it was such a fun little, such a fun little sessions. Um, I included, uh, Mick and Rorty. <laughs> oh yeah! And I fucking, fucking loved Mick and Rory. Child in the eye. Yeah, yeah. Your <laughs> your really your did. character your character dead ass just shot <laughs> Rorty right in the fucking face. <laughs> Nat twenty just instantly right through the eyeball with a crossbow. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't fucking around with that kid. No, yeah, and and like because like, because like. One, I think it was Adam. Uh, he rolled like a nat twenty or something like on a persuasion check to get this, uh, like kind of. I think it was a power seed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it, from, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was like a power. It was like a, a magical power seed because Rorty was a little druid halfling, and he was sick of mixed shit, and he was trying to. He he had awakened a bunch of shrubs and trees around him. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm tired of I'm tired of your shit. I'm gonna go on my own adventures. I'm gonna do my own thing. We use the power of this power seed. Blah, blah, blah. And like he was just <laughs> kind of going a little mad. And I believe Adam rolled like a nat twenty or something like really fucking high to 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 have him just calmly hand over the power seed and he was like he was a little hesitant but he was gonna hand it over and then like mid transaction <laughs> you're like i'm gonna take a fucking shot <laughs> and, you, and then you just fucking clock him right in the eye with a crossbow bolt and then uh, immediately uh combat started or he died to me i can't remember which one no i think combat, combat kicked started. off because we had to fight all the awakened shrubs yeah. you had to fight the awakened shrubs and stuff yeah <laughs> Nothing but then, beat. how did we get out of that situation? <laughs> oh yeah, because I I think I I think I had rolled a nat twenty on a performance check, and we performed. Um, I think it was Africa by Toto. It was Africa by Toto. Was it that? I thought it was Take on Me. No, it was Africa. It okay. was Africa. Yeah, yeah, and the trees danced to Africa by Toto. <laughs> and while they were dancing, you kind of just like slowly back. Yeah, we, we shimmied on out. We have a lot of those kinds of stories where it's like this is not a good plan. But the dice decided that it was. 
Oh my God! The um, most recent experience with that was the. Uh, so after got, uh, audience at home, if you're, uh, you know, if you paid attention to the to the first story that we were, that we were talking about with Jordan's character development and stuff like that, um, after Scabs blew the horn, a dinosaur stampede followed. <laughs> oh yeah, because the horn of blasting um, is notoriously loud. It it emits a noise when you use it that can be heard up to six hundred feet out. Uh, yeah, so and this one happened to trigger a dinosaur stampede because we're playing Tomb of Annihilation and the entire island of Chalt is like chock full of dinosaurs. Yeah, so the dinosaur stampede happened and a couple of us were able to get away. Um, a couple of us took a bit of damage. One, our, our wizard got stabbed by a Triceratops horn directly through the middle of his body um, and was just rolling along with this triceratops because he was stuck <laughs> in his horn uh, so we're like we gotta save our we gotta save these people so scabs was trying his damnedest to play a song to calm down the dinosaurs but he couldn't because half of his body was burnt um, yeah because i i have a loot of illusions so when i play songs on the loot i can conjure illusions to help like with like the story of the song or whatever so it can make like dancing lights or like it can make like actual illusory beings to dance to the to the music or whatever. Yeah, it's like that um, just a useless magic item, but something that I've been using for flavor. But with the entire right side of his body all fucked up, he couldn't properly strum the lute without like causing himself pain. So he wasn't going so great. Yeah, so Orpheus um, being like as close to scabs as he is gives him this rousing pep talk of just like how he can do it and he's like you know all those goblins in the town they chose him to be a king for a reason uh live up to their stories that they've heard of scabs the great and stuff like that and it was just this amazing pep talk and in the middle of the pep talk jordan who i found out also has a pretty decent performance boost to him um he go he, he's like you know i'll join in so right after this pep talk, he gives Scabs or Scabs gives Jordan a flute, and both of us go to roll. And we what what did you roll again, Adam? I rolled an eighteen. You rolled a nineteen. Yeah. So you were playing on Scabs's bone flute. I was playing the the lute of illusions, and we put on a hell of a fucking show. <laughs> I'm trying to remember because I found some bardcore song. Um. But I, I don't remember specifically what song I played. Ah, man, what song was it? It was something epic. I know. No, it was Tarzan Boy. It was yeah. I played a bardcore version of Tarzan Boy. <laughs> Everybody do the dinosaur. We that joke that had been made, but I found uh, I found Tarzan Boy, and I was like, I'm gonna use this. So it was literally just like Scabs and Jordan flying through this swarm of dinosaurs. Just playing Tarzan Boy, and it actually calmed them all down against mm-hmm. all fucking odds. <laughs> um, but we have, we have moments like that. We had the moment of um, where Clancy and I, during the first game Malik ever DM'd, uh, where we literally just skipped the entire final combat scenario. What? Clancy and I actually rolled very well, because we were playing as... um a duo of characters. I was playing as a Naros Dusk, a drow rogue. And Clancy was playing as Blaze, mm-hmm. who was, I believe, a tiefling sorcerer. Yep. Uh, and Wait, they were essentially Tulio and Miguel from Road to El Dorado. 
Was I in that session? I don't think you were in that session. Why do I feel like I... Maybe you guys played those characters on another session that I was in, because I remember We've that. We've played them a couple times. We played them once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know Naros made a, a cameo the first time I tried to run Waterdeep Dragon Heist, but that was about it. Um, but in this specific session, we had just gotten to this moment where, like, we opened this chest, and it had, like, two bags each worth like five like with like five thousand gold or some crazy number in it um and the party grabbed one of them i grabbed the other one and i brought it to uh, blaze immediately and was just like i think it's time for us to make a hasty exit so we opened the door and there were all these bandits in the other room uh and as i'm looking at the bandits Clancy mage handed the bag away from me and I'm like it's time for a distraction so I whipped out my loot and I said uh gentlemen and otherwise lend me your ears it's time I will tell you a grand tale and I started playing my loot and Malik goes okay roll performance and I rolled like a 19 or a nat 20 or something crazy and I'm dancing this jig around the room and playing on my loot and just telling this grand tale of adventure and the bandits are all looking at me. So they're not looking at Blaze sneaking out the door. <laughs> uh, and as he's doing that, I'm dancing closer to the door. I pulled a loose coin that I had in my pocket and flicked it towards one of the bandits and said, buy yourself something nice, thank you for being a great audience, and I left. Because Clancy's stealth roll was very high, my performance roll was great, so while the, the the other members of the party are fighting these bad guys, Clancy and I are at a tavern like two towns down counting all our money. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it keeps cutting to us every so often and I'm just like, 2,391, lost count again, and we're like throwing it in the air. <laughs> I will say, playing, playing as like a, a, a a thief cr like criminal duo in D D with another person is a lot of fun <laughs> it really is like because we had that moment we played in another session where we really played up because like the the way that these characters work like i said they're very tulio and miguel from road to el dorado so they work really well together but they're also kind of rivals so that session we just really wanted to play up the competitive nature of the two so we had them compete at everything <laughs> yeah um it was like we were competing to find, like, sexual partners for the evening. We were competing to see who could kill the most people in a fight. We competed to see who could lean their chair back the farthest without falling over. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's... That, I, I, I actually... If the opportunity ever comes up, I would love to play as, the, <laughs> as those guys. Same. I, I would love to put them into, like, a proper game and just see what happens. Yeah, I'd love to experience that personally. Um, I do have one uh, one fun story. It's not very long. Um, of, a, of a great. I was gonna say just, you're the one that 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 has talked the least in this episode. Well, so you guys, you, you, well, you, you guys have been talking. You guys have been sharing so much about you know uh, scabs and and uh, Jordan, and I haven't heard a lot uh, too much. Like I've heard like some of this stuff, but I haven't heard like a lot of it in like in depth detail before so i i wanted to listen and and, and learn more about your guys's campaign because i haven't heard too too much about it so I was, that's fair 
I was actually kind of interested. Um, but I, I, I do, I do DM and, and write a lot of, uh, and run a lot of games. Um, <coughs> one, the, one of the, the longest game that I've been running has been a game that, uh, Adam and our friend Jeremiah, uh, play in primarily. And, um, some of our other friends uh, join in every now and again, but it's mainly Adam and Jeremiah are the, the two main players. Um, but because it's two players and one DM, I gave them uh, two uh, NPCs to act as like additional party members to make like combat and stuff a little bit more even, and they have some support. Uh, one of the characters they have with them is a, uh, a drow bard uh, named Fluke. Uh, and Fluke... <laughs> Is a he, the best way I can describe him is a sad boy. <laughs> he 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 is he dresses like all in like gray and black. He is perpetual like depressed and sad <laughs> and like yeah, literally. And there's no situation that Fluke will not turn into something greatly depressing. <laughs> yeah, um, it, everything is very very bleak and despair despite his a, a people's best efforts. Um, but like you want, but he's but he's also but he's just kind of like that. Like, despite all of that, he's still very lovable. <laughs> like, you can't help but want to, like, try and cheer him up and, like, you know, kind of get him over that perpetual hump that he's that he's stuck on. But because if you... Because he grew up in the Underdark, and if you know anything about the Underdark, it is the most depressing and terrible place to probably live <laughs> in all of the Forgotten Realms. <laughs> so... Um, unless you really, really like giant spiders, in which case, sound very ideal. No, it's like in which case, great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, at one point in the game, uh, the party had made their way to one of the major cities in my setting uh, called Hexridge, and uh, at one point, um, while in Hexridge. Uh, one of the characters, uh, one of these the, these little NPCs that I also had gave the party uh, was this little girl, this little half-elf girl um, that the party basically adopted after her village got wiped out. Not my fault. Um, just want to point that out there. <laughs> not my fault, he says. 100% your fault. Not 100% not my fault. Anyway, moving past it. Um, this little halfling girl uh, ended up basically being part of like this bake sale, and uh, one thing led to another. Fluke, uh, being the sad boy he is, a at one point accidentally sits on a chocolate cupcake, and he's got chocolate frosting all over the back of his pants, makes it look like he shit himself. Oh right. no! Right. <laughs> so he's like, "Well, I can't." He's like, "Well, this is." And he's just like, "No, no, this is right. This, this, this is exactly what I expect life to be like." <laughs> and and and. Adam's character Jacob's like no 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 like come come on we're gonna like we're we're gonna go to like a like a thrift store or something like that and we'll, we'll find you some new pants so like all right so I, they go to a thrift store I'm like all right Adam roll like a uh, a perception check to see if you can find a <laughs> decent pair of pants Nat one oh no he, he finds a pair of Daisy Dukes <laughs> <laughs> that are black <laughs> and. He and Jacob's like, oh, this is perfect. And he goes up to Fluke and Adam just specifically describes it as I have the widest like puppy dog eyes <laughs> and like the biggest grin. Uh, and as I present to him these pair of Daisy Dukes and Fluke looks at these, looks at Jacob's face and is just like, I love them. <laughs> 
because here's the thing fluke did not specify what kind of pants he wanted he was just like i just want some black pants so jacob went say less fam i got this (laughs) and then the dice were like you did not you fully did not got this and i'm like well he thinks he did (laughs) so he puts he so he has no choice but to buy the daisy dukes and he wears them, and surprisingly enough, uh, his legs look really good in these in these shorts. <laughs> and he's so uh, and as like Jacob thinking like, great, everything's perfect. We can continue on the day. And and Fluke is just like, I just have to roll with this. So they go. The session keeps going. The party members continue to do their their various kind of independent things because um, it was kind of like a down. It was like a slice of life episode session or whatever. Um, and uh, Fluke, because he's a bard, the way he primarily makes money is by, you know, doing performances and earning coin. So I, he was doing this on his own, so I just, rolled, I just rolled for him. He went to a random tavern somewhere uh, with a stage. I rolled a performance check. He's still wearing the Daisy, the Daisy Dukes. I roll <laughs> a natural 20. Oh. So I, when that happened, I took a pause. And I had to think for a second what this means. Wearing these shorts and rolling a natural 20 on performance meant that his performance was so enthralling and that his ass and legs looked so good in these shorts (laughs) that it not only led into a countless numbered orgy (laughs) amongst the tavern patrons, but it also propelled fluke himself into a uh, status of superstardom and also forever changed fashion within <laughs> that city as people would now be going around wearing those style of shorts which are now called daisy flukes daisy flukes <laughs> <laughs> all of this oh and it was God. because all of this because he Adam rolled a natural one to find a pair of pants, and he rolled a natural twenty on performance while wearing those pants. <laughs> it was it was truly the heaven and hell roll, and it came at the exact right time. That is fucking amazing. That's what now, I love literally... about D and D, man. It's just like one fuck up or like one great moment could just change an entire fucking town. <laughs> like entirely. yeah, see I. I I have another one from one of Clancy's games, was from uh, Daremore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the role that changed the entire arc of my character. <laughs> um, we we had found out that one of the professors had died. This was in our like literal like first couple of games in Daremore, and we needed to figure out what happened. So, one of the teachers was, like, constantly walking around, like, muttering to himself, like, oh, everyone's an idiot, you're all idiots, idiots, this, that, 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 whatever. We're like, okay, so he's sus. Idiots! So we're like, we're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna look into this. So we went to his office to see what we could figure out. And we're like, okay, but we can't let him know that we're in here. We have to be very quiet. So it was me, it was uh, Clancy's DMPC... Uh, oh, Zolpidem, the sleepy wizard. <laughs> Zolpidem, the sleepy wizard. I was playing as a uh, snotty Roddy, and the sleepy wizard had his familiar Claudia, the sheep. 
she's a little sheepy. She's a sleepy sheepy. Sleepy sheepy. Yep. Sleepy sheepy. And the goal was we were going to stealth our way through and just hide behind Claudia. But we both rolled pretty low for the stealth check. So Claudia saw some grass on the floor and started grazing. And we kept moving. <laughs> so we're basically just hunched over in this office. And the guy turns around and is like, what are you doing in my office? <laughs> and I, like, this guy has like a full apiary in his in his office. He's like obsessed with bees. And I couldn't think of anything to say to get us out of there. So I just went, I have come to learn about bees. <laughs> <laughs> and because I said his exact trigger word, he was like, roll deception with advantage. <laughs> and I got a natural 20. Oh my God. <laughs> so what wound up happening was he's like, oh, finally, I've met another intellect. Maybe the school isn't doomed. And he pulls me aside and he starts telling me all this stuff. <laughs> and every so often while uh, Jeremiah's character is like digging through to try and find stuff, um, it cuts to me and I'm like, that is really fascinating. Now, is it true that a queen bee can lay up to 3,000 eggs in a day? And he like starts like crying. He's like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um we only just barely i think got out of there with the evidence that we needed but i did leave with some new literature about bees <laughs> that is and, uh, great. it turned out that my guy was really adept at bee mancy because he like really picked it up quick <laughs> <laughs> yeah because your whole the whole thing with with snotty roddy was that his his magic was like all mucusy based yeah. And honey shares a very similar consistency with mucus. So, so. <laughs> he was able to figure that out pretty quick. And now a lot of his, like, healing stuff is related to honey. It still has to come out of his nose, so it's still gross. But it is just regular-ass normal honey. <laughs> um, that doesn't sound but too bad. But it was just really funny because all of a sudden, Roddy starts really kicking off in B-Mancy. And he befriends this professor. <laughs> 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 who starts just teaching him the ways of bee magic. <laughs> um, and it's just like, it overturned the entire trajectory of my character. Where originally, I had it in my in my head that like, okay, Roddy is a draconic ancestry. Um, so one of his ancestors either was or had a, a deal with a dragon. Okay. Um, and I always thought, because all of the, like, my stuff, a lot of my stuff was, uh, was poison. So I was like, okay, so it was a green dragon. And then we changed it to that Roddy thought it was a green dragon, but it was actually a bee dragon. <laughs> Which is why he's so adept at bee mancy. Didn't you guys have like a fucking B Rex at that in that game? We yes. did have a B Rex, yeah. It was a B Rex, yeah. I threw one against them because they, they found themselves in the bee wilds. <laughs> we were in like a pocket version of the Feywild, but it was all bees. That, that was also where uh, Roddy found his pet. Oh, yeah. You, pet? You, you found a... Uh, uh, I found oh. a blink dog. Oh, um, cool. And he, like, we were nervous at first because we're like, we don't know what's happening here. We don't know what anything is. And it was just this dog ran up to us and Clancy described, he's like, it's like a Great Dane, but he's like a little bigger and his ears are slightly pointier. And at first I was like, someone's going to need to hold me back. 
because I'm about to pet this dog. <laughs> like, someone's going to have to stop me. And nobody stopped me, so I'm like, I'm petting this dog that I found in the woods. Uh, and the dog was super friendly, and like I started playing fetch with him, and he like teleported away. And I'm like, and Clancy goes, it's a blink dog. And I'm like, I'm going to name you Bamf. Bamf. <laughs> uh, I named him after the sound that Nightcrawler makes when he teleports. Because <laughs> that's what blink um, dogs do. They just teleport. And then it was really funny, too, because like it, I, I taught him one phrase in common that he knows, which is Bamf, do the thing. Uh, which is basically my way of saying we need to get out of this situation right now. So I basically run up, I hug Bamf, and then he teleports, and he can send us up to, like, 200 feet away. So it's a good way to, like, get out of a scrape if we need to. That's pretty cool. Um, you kind of have, like, your own, like, um, what's his name? Lockjaw, I think his name is? From yeah, the yeah, that's from... from yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when we left the B-Wilds, I was told that I could bring, like, one person with me. And I didn't want to leave Bamf behind. <laughs> so... It wound up being like, do I bring Buzz with me and then he can teach me more in the ways of B-Mancy? Do I bring uh, Professor Hives back and see if I can get him to remember his previous life? Or do I bring Bamf? And Buzz was like, I can stay and take care of him because he's not going to remember anything. You're probably just going to fuck him up if you bring him with you. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, Bamf, you're coming with me. And now he just lives with me. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That, it's wonderful. Favorite, I love it. My two favorite things about those those Daremore University Magic College <laughs> uh, sessions um, was uh, one was that my first antagonist, which later uh, friend was uh, Professor Bartholomew Hives, was that the joke went way over everyone's head when I first made it that his name was Professor Bartholomew Hives, which when you read it out on a nameplate says. Professor B. Hives. <laughs> and it wasn't and until then like it hit. The, and it wasn't until like after the session or like something that they finally got that joke. <laughs> that is fucking um, amazing. <laughs> and then um, the, my second favorite part was uh, I, because this was a, a magic <clears throat> college, I, uh, I of course had a frat and it was in uh, an orc frat. <laughs> that was Omega Row. It was Omega Row. Omega Row Kappa. <laughs> which is just orc. <laughs> and the uh the main the main orc <laughs> of the frat was a uh, Krugat Krugash Douchrock uh of the <laughs> of the famous Douchrocks. Um obviously. Ah yes, the notorious Douchrocks. <laughs> He's the captain of the battle ball team. <laughs> he was the captain of the battle ball team. <laughs> and um I remember like they went uh, the whole the whole part of that session was uh they were looking not only look, looking for a specific person but in order to get through the party they had to like not commit party fouls so like they had to be like real careful like don't spill over anyone's drinks like if you're gonna open if you're gonna go into a room like make sure like you knock first and no one's in there <laughs> you know because <laughs> people could be doing stuff in there and um if you if you hit a certain amount of party fouls you get your legs broken and thrown out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and lo and behold, 
they did hit a certain amount of party fouls, and the only way for them to, to not get their legs broken and thrown out of the party was to survive the gauntlet, which was basically just a, a, a tournament of different drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> of course which, it is, because it's a frat house. Because <laughs> it's a frat house, exactly. And then, um, but inevitably, the way that, that that ended was um they ended up not only winning the gauntlet, but they ended up winning over all the orcs in the frat. And then um, several sessions later, toward like the end of like this little mini campaign, um, when it ended up with the uh, the bi-biannual uh, uh, prom <laughs> that has it yeah, it only happens a, twice every two years. Twice every two years. Yeah, seriously. Other way, bye bye annual. <laughs> bye bye annual. <laughs> um, at the two years, I love it. At at the at the prom, um, Malik was Malik actually uh, joined for this session. He brought his his character um into it, it was a tiefling. And there was, uh, like any prom, there was a king and queen, you know, announced at the end. And um, it was done by vote. So I believe it was Adam, it was your character that went up to Krugash. Because he thought thought that voting for prom was a test. Yeah. (laughs) And he was freaking out because he didn't study. And none of the orcs (laughs) in the frat didn't study. So... (laughs) Clancy essentially made it so that whoever I said to write down was basically going to win king and queen because the entire orc frat was going to vote for them by accident. So so he, he tells them to all vote for Malik's character. So all the orcs in the frat vote for Malik's character. They win prom queen and... Um, and king. And king at the same time. Because... Um, so, Tyler, you might have seen this character before. He was playing as a uh, he was playing as Dim and Mav. Ah, I've heard. Um, of, so, I, I've heard yeah, of... Dim and Mav. For those who don't know, is a tiefling uh, who is a pair of siblings that inhabit the same body because of a curse by a lich. So whenever Very much like Garnet from Steven Universe. Yeah. So whenever they uh, whenever they sneeze, uh, the other sibling takes over. So if the brother sneezes, he becomes the sister. Uh, yeah. so my character God, heard that they had like, they, they had been having like a pretty rough day. They were not super excited for the prom. They were kind of just outside being an urchin because they're an urchin. Um, so we brought them into the prom and I was like, I want to do something really nice for these guys. So I'm going to make them king and queen. So I told the orc frat to write down dim and math. <laughs> Yeah, and they ended up winning prom king queen respectively. That character and... is basically a lot like uh, <laughs> it's basically like if Garnet were had the abilities of like Launch from Dragon Ball Z. It's kind of like Launch, yeah. Yeah, but um, it it's the... Launch, but instead of just changing your your personality, you change into a completely different actual like full person. Yeah, because of a curse. Yeah, but the the funniest thing is when it's like after they won and it was the king and queen was announced <laughs> to be Dim and Mav, Krugash is like, "We did it, boys! We graduated! <laughs> we graduated!" <laughs> it's like, it's like I don't know if anyone told them different that this wasn't graduation. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Hallelujah, we graduated. We did it, boys. We passed the yeah. test. We graduated. That one was a lot of fun. The the aftermath of the gauntlet was a lot of fun because we were just fucking shwasted. Yeah. Um I we also we had in in Daremore we had a moment where Professor Hives uh 
Before we knew that he was trapped in the bee wilds, we thought he was dead. And it hit very hard, because I had just started to really become friends with him, and he was kind of, like, mentoring me in the ways of Beemancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, for real, wrote a eulogy for him, because I knew the next game was going to start with his funeral. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote an actual eulogy. <laughs> That is awesome. And it was just, like, filled well, with, awesome, like, bee puns. Yeah. It was full no, of bee puns? Hilarious. Yeah, I filled it with a bunch of bee puns, and, like, I made it, like, really overly wordy. Like, I stole a joke directly from the spoils of Babylon because it just made me laugh really hard, so I wanted to use it. <laughs> Where I made it really wordy and descriptive, and then, like, when he was done, he said, I'm sorry, I'm not really much for words. <laughs> <laughs> After a five-minute monologue. <laughs> After a five-minute monologue where it was all, like, bee puns and stuff that he would not have been able to come up with on the fly. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I've never been good with words. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I literally ended it with rest in bees, Professor Hives. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It was wonderful. I love D&D. I didn't think this was going to turn into just a D&D talk, but here no, we that's are. that's totally fine. That's kind of just the way these things work. <laughs> like, yeah. Honestly. Half the time, me and Malik have no idea what the fuck we're discussing about, and it just turns into something. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to podcasting. Yeah, seriously. But, uh, I, I mean, that's pretty much all I have to talk about for D&D. You guys have anything else that you wanted to add? Um... I'm really looking forward to Spelljammer because that's just D and D. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Dude, we that's need to D and D in space. Let's go. Jordan needs <laughs> to go to space. Banana in space. Banana no, in space. See the idea to me that I have one of two options. Uh, possibly both. I don't know, but I, the way I got it is that it was one of two options. Either he sends Jordan to space, or he sends Jordan to hell to become the next Doom guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny too that you, you're t- you mentioned the idea of Jordan going to space because one of the races in in the the Spelljammer is like a race of like flying space monkeys, <laughs> and obviously I wanted to make a flying space monkey. And he's going to be a pirate. But, so we would have a banana in a party with a flying space monkey pirate. (laughs) Oh. Oh, the shenanigans. The shenanigans that would ensue. I 100%, like, I love both ideas of Jordan going to space, but I really love the idea of fucking Jordan becoming the next Doom guy in hell. (laughs) See, I just picture that as, like, the trailer for the fact that, uh... I think Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing New Horizons dropped on the same day. Yeah. So it's just that clip of, like, Isabel running around fucking Doom World. (laughs) You guys ever see that? You ever guys see that music video of, um, it where it's the Animal Crossing and Doom, like, together? It's like a little, it's like a whole little, like, minute, minute and a half song and a music video on top of it. Yep. Oh, I fucking love, like, I unironically love that fucking song. (laughs) It was just so funny because it was, like, it was such a big meme because they both dropped on the same day. That it just became something that a a lot of people really loved, you know? Because Isabel and Doomguy are just, like, best friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I fucking love that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm super fucking... Excited for Spelljammer, but I also would think it'd be a fucking hilarious just to run Descend into Avernus with Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> just like running through the fucking nine hells is just a banana. Because the thing is, is that Jordan <laughs> wouldn't intentionally become Doom Guy. It would just kind of happen. 
Because this is the thing. Jordan never does anything by choice. Things just happen around him. Exactly. <laughs> and he like, kind of just rolls with it. Um, just imagine just like through like, you're like just some random demons on the, th or random devils on the third layer of hells. It's just like a horde of like, of like imps and other like low level de devils flying through the air, running away from a certain direction. And then like, so they're like, oh, it was like, What's going on? What's all these? What, what are y'all running from? And he's like, it's the yellow terror. Run, run for your lives. <laughs> and he's like, yellow like, terror. I don't know what, what you are, but all I know is that you guys got to die. <laughs> and there's going to be the moment where like he, he takes off his peel for the first time and doesn't die. Like, we don't know what to do. He's removed his skin. <laughs> And it's like that's that's the that's the 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 most terrifying thing you can do to devils in D and D is kill them in hell because that's when they actually die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you kill them on the in the material plane, they just go back to hell. <laughs> but if you kill them in hell, they die. <laughs> I don't know For who real. you are, cock shotgun. <laughs> but it's time to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't even know why he how he ended up in <laughs> in yeah, the nine hells. <laughs> I don't know. So it, Jordan honestly strikes me very much as like Brick Tamlin from Anchorman, where like he just shows up. It's like Jordan, where'd you get a hand grenade? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a big red candle. <laughs> I got a big red candle. <laughs> <laughs> just like hey, that's yeah. not fair. He's got a gun from the future. <laughs> <laughs> just the. the just the overall nine, the overall ruler of the nine hells, uh, Mephistopheles. <laughs> it's just like, sir, our armies are being devastated. It's like, we don't know what to do. And it's like, what is going on? Let me see. And it's just like a fucking just on a mountain of devil corpses, just like <laughs> slashing and shooting. Just a blood covered banana. banana. <laughs> <laughs> he's just standing there, and he can tell somebody's looking at him. He's like, hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> it goes to take a step forward and he just slides down the entire fucking corpse pile oh uh, that's wonderful yeah i'm stoked i'm stoked for that i hope somebody runs that <laughs> session <laughs> but yeah, i'm excited good. to see what happens once we get to uh to curse of strad because yeah. that's one that i've been wanting to run for a while across a couple of different groups but in the one group where we tried to be playing, uh, like, once a week, even that kind of fell off a little bit just because of circumstances. It's going to be but, good um, for me because... I've been trying to run pre-writes in that group, and then I started, like, focusing on stuff that I was actually writing, and that just kind of started taking priority. But I still want to get to, like, Waterdeep Dragon Heist or, like, uh, Curse of Strahd in some capacity. Yeah, that's going to be good for me personally because it gives me the opportunity to finally play a different character. Like... I love Jordan with every fiber of my being, but like <laughs> he's the only character I play anymore, and I need to I need to start diversifying oh, yeah. a little bit and go into yeah. my character roster here because I do have other characters that I can play. Hundred um, percent. Just I need to find the time to rework some of them and like make them a bit like because I remember Brimley being very overpowered. Um, I need to I need to balance that out a little bit more, but like. Um, you know, it, it it with this new job, I'll definitely have time to to do stuff like that, and even join you guys possibly on Discord for sessions too. Um, oh hell yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I know. Like with weekends off now, I don't have to worry. So it's like, Ooh, you know, I would if, love if to I'm get not doing you anything in... that weekend. I can join you guys for a session or two. Like, <laughs> I would love to get you in Slumberhaven from time to time. That would be that'd be fun. Yeah, you get to, you get yeah, to hang out cool. with with Adam's little werewolf half 
sun boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got my I got my Wolfman boy. I've got my fucking we have Scabs who Clancy I don't think is still met properly, but we'll get there. Um I have a bunch of characters just sitting on backlog. I have Grundle, who is literally just a Dragon Ball Z character, but he's a frog because I thought that was funny. <laughs> I do one last thing. I do want to uh, mention there. I did. I did make one character that I think Tyler you would like a lot. Um, okay. I haven't got a chance to play him yet because I'm saving him for uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, which is like a winter kind of like up north campaign oh, pre-written cool. adventure. Um, but his name is, uh, he's a, a Goliath barbarian uh, named Ivik the Blubberus, and he's like, <laughs> he's like walrus-themed. <laughs> and he, I'll, I'll send you a picture, but he's basically just like this really big, fat Goliath. Um, because normally, Goliaths are all like, they kind of look like Dwayne the Rock Johnson almost. Yeah. But he's like, he still kind of has that like stature, but he's a huge gut <laughs> at the same time. And he wears like a giant walrus pelt. <laughs> and um the walrus pelt is actually um his uh former best friend uh jamie oh <laughs> yeah um because his the whole thing is he he grew up in like uh on this like outskirt village uh along the frozen seas um where this mainly humans they, and they there was really not much out there besides uh like a large encampment of like walruses and um he was found by these humans and raised alongside them and sub, sub, uh, subsequently these walruses. So he befriended one of them and the walrus's name was Jamie and I named it Jamie because off of Mythbusters. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> <Idol>. <laughs> he looks There like he me. is, look at him. Yeah. And Ivik's Ivik's whole thing was that um it like a giant walrus had taken over. Oh, that's like, cool. Yeah, yeah. His whole thing was that uh, at one point a giant walrus had taken over, uh, kind of like the, I don't know what a group of walruses called. I'm just gonna call them a pod or a herd. Took over like the herd, and it was like a really bad time because he was taking all of like the the fish and the the female walruses and hoarding everything. And um, he ended up uh, ended up killing his best friend Jamie the walrus. So he uh, trained and ate and got really fat and strong and eventually uh, killed the giant walrus and that's what his main weapon is that big hammer that's the giant walrus skull that he yeah. uses and so now he travel when the, when the camp in th the whole point is why he left and you know started kind of adventuring was because he wanted to go through uh the rest of the dale and uh basically prevent what happened to his his village and his his that herd of walruses um from happening anywhere else because so that so basically if anyone wants to be a bully, like they think they're big and fat, like no, Ivik is the biggest and the fattest. <laughs> I am the one in charge, and I will not let you hurt my friends. <laughs> oh, that's great! I love that. Yeah, he's he's gonna be a, a trip. <laughs> yeah, we have a couple of characters that were kind of just sitting on, like waiting for a game. Because I know you talked about one that you were gonna do in like uh, one of the, I think Darkon from the from Van Richten's guide. Yeah. Um, like I have my revenant set up for that. I'm really excited to break him out. I have a uh, wildfire west for the uh, the western game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I got, got Rudy in the key. I, I mean, I got the dragonborn pirate. I got I got Tyrus, my beastmaster, and stuff like that that I'd like to play. I got Brimley that I miss playing a lot too because he was my first character. You know, 
Like, I, I'm excited. Like, I think this I think this new job is going to open up a lot more free time for me to do things. So I, I will definitely be able to join in more D and D sessions in the future. Well, we look forward to it. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it for this D and D filled episode. Um, who wants to plug? Who wants to plug things? Oh, gee whiz. Um, well, you know, if I had to plug anything, I guess it would be twitch.tv slash thirdratenerds, whereupon we game every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday in various forms, in various combinations of us. Yes. You can also get me there. If you like, if you like, anybody who's a fan of Tyler on this podcast, just, just go there. You'll get more of me. <laughs> Specifically, if you go there on Tuesdays, Tyler is usually there. Yeah. Not this Tuesday. Not this upcoming Tuesday. I mean, you guys, th- th- that week will have already passed by the time this episode drops, actually. Yeah, like so. A weeks out episode from when we were recording. If you, you know, if you watched an episode a couple of weeks, like last week or this week even, and he Tyler wasn't on it, that's why, baby. <laughs> Yeah, and also be sure to check out our VODs as well. Um, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good stuff on there um, that you could check out if you ha- if you you know missed us live at any point. Um, also, um, I've been really thinking about um, doing more with like my personal TikTok and making you know some like fun stuff on there. So I'm thinking actually to kind of making a bunch of like D and D related TikTok. Actually, hell yeah, that'd be perfect, dude. <clears throat> I know, just because, like, I have so many books now, <laughs> both official and, like, uh, third-party content, um, and I've been I've been thinking about it for a long time, and I, th- I think I'm going to finally start uh, making some some videos of, like, just a, uh, mainly, I think, like, things that I, just going through the books, would be like, oh, hey, like, this monster is really cool, and you can use, you can use them in games like this, or, like, story, story elements like this, or... Um, just even like things like I when I was just talking about my my personal characters, just kind of like just sharing some of the PCs that I've made and stuff like that, and you know stuff like that because I like talking about this stuff, and I I've been looking for another creative outlet kind of in my spare time, and I feel like TikToks are pretty easy way to do that. So oh, definitely, look up 100%. a hundred percent free Shavakadu on TikTok. <laughs> It'll also be great because people who are trying to get into D and D, you couldn't you couldn't have picked a better time because of Stranger Things season four. But like, um, you know, people who are trying to get into D and D after watching Stranger Things could easily go to your your TikTok page to learn how to how to how to do things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And I mean there's been there've been talks that we want to try and figure out a way to incorporate D and D onto the live stream. We're still, we're still kind of messing around with that idea a little bit. There's some, there's some work that needs to be done before we can really make that happen, but it's in the pipeline. Yeah. We're, we'll, I think, I think maybe around the time Spelljammer comes out, I think we'll try to do something. Yeah. That's it. That sounds like a plan. That would be fun. But yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna do it for this episode, everybody. Thank you for joining in. Thank you, Adam and Clancy for hopping on this week. Uh, I appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Thank you as always. You guys are always welcome back. Um, But yeah, that's going (laughs) to do it for this episode, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, So yeah, I hope you guys have a good night, good evening, good day, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I live here now. (laughs) 